Hello and welcome to the Limerick Voice News Podcast. Over the past seven days, our reporters have been covering stories across the county and country to bring you the latest. It's Friday and we're here with your weekly news roundup. In a week where Limerick Prison received a boost of 15 million euro towards its redevelopment, we also hear about Limerick's potential to develop a medieval mile, which could have major tourism benefits for the city. And with Halloween fast approaching, we hear about Ireland's first dedicated bat hospital in Limerick. All this and plenty more because when Limerick speaks, we listen. At the beginning of the week, Limerick Prison received a 15 million euro boost in funding towards its redevelopment project. The increase was announced as part of Budget 2021. The capital now totalling 36 million euro will be available for the project next year. Alan Armstrong of the Irish Prison Service welcomed the funding and says it will provide a wide variety of new facilities. The prison currently has an operational capacity of 220 men and 28 women and serves the majority of the Midwestern region. Limerick Prison is one of only two Irish prisons which provide for female prisoners, the other being the Doka Centre in Mountjoy Prison, Dublin. According to the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, this new funding is also intended to eliminate the controversial practice of slapping out, wherein the human waste of the prisoners must be manually disposed each morning due to their lack of access to a flushing toilet during the night. It is a welcome financial boost for the whole sector. Now next, Dr Paul O'Brien, Mary Immaculate College lecturer, recently received a lot of support for a tweet he posted online about Limerick's potential to develop a medieval mile. Dr O'Brien backed up his proposal by posting a picture from archaeology.ie which showed numerous medieval sites around the city, many otherwise unknown to the public. The tweet garnered a lot of attention online and reporter Katie Flannery spoke to Dr O'Brien to find out more. So if you go on to archaeology.ie, which I did on that tweet, and you search, you know, for medieval limerick, a series of these red dots come up, which are all excavated or known medieval sites in the city. So they do stretch from, of course, uh, King John's Castle right down through uh, Nicholas Street into Mary Street, up behind the current um, Absolute Hotel, Barrington's Hospital, and right over onto Broad Street. And I can't remember the number exactly, but there are certainly, I'd say, in excess of 25 or 30 sites. So as you heard there, Dr. Paul O'Brien has mentioned the existence of numerous medieval sites that are dotted quite near to the pre-existing medieval quarter in the city. Dr. O'Brien told me that there is great scope to develop these sites into a medieval mile similar to that in Kilkenny City. So Katie, presumably the development of this medieval mile could be a boost to tourism in the area. Yes, so this development could have major tourism benefits. For example, in Kilkenny City, they also sell a medieval mile pass that allows customers discounts in various pubs and eateries along the mile. So if this was taken on as a project by the city, it could be something that has a major positive rippling impact on Limerick as a whole. Dr. Paul O'Brien told me that this mile is already pre-existing, but just needs the right people to develop it further. Finally, I asked Paul if he had any message for the people of Limerick to try and get this project up and running. And this is what he had to say. Tweet about it, write to your local councillors, your local TDs. You know, Limerick deserves to have its medieval quarter extended out and added to the body of knowledge. And I suppose the tour, the really good tourist offering that's there already. So go and explore, be safe, but, and you know, discuss it. Like Limerick is not just 
O'Connell Street, you know, it, there's so much more to it, especially down around the older parts of the city, down around Nicholas Street, Mary Street, and all those uh, laneways, um, like Cray Lane and, and so forth. There's loads to see if you open your eyes, loads and loads to see and learn and discover about the city. This does sound like something that has the potential to be a major boost to Limerick post-COVID. Thanks very much, Katie. Thanks, Cahill. Limerick Paralympian Shane Ryan has now set a new goal of breaking a world record. Shane, who represented Ireland in rowing at the London 2012 Paralympic Games, will attempt to break the world record for longest continuous row on a rowing machine. The Limerick man already completed a 53-day row from Portugal to French Guiana in March of this year. He aims to row continually for 60 hours, breaking the current world record by almost 10 hours. The event will take place next May in the UL Arena. All donations will ensure the continuous good work of all involved with the Irish Guide Dogs. Shane told Limerick Voice how he keeps motivated during his training. Well, I suppose the, the charity, the Irish Guide Dogs, um, they, they do f- fantastic work for people that are visually impaired, that, are, uh, that have autism. So I suppose when it's, when it's going to get, get hard, you, you, you think of that. And um, also the, the main sponsor I have, HMV Engineering, here from, from Castlejoy. I suppose the, you, you'd be kind of thinking of them, making sure that you keep going as well. Keep, keep your challenges, um, just set sights on a, on a goal and, and, and achieve it, I suppose. Inspiring words there from Shane Ryan. Next, owner and managing director of Home Instead Senior Care that operates in Limerick says he's become very vexed when he sees certain people complaining about new restrictions. Liam Tolan told Limerick Voice that both his parents are in their 80s and their life has completely stopped and they are also very vulnerable. He added that yes, there's an inconvenience around a lot of this and then there's the mental health aspect to it, clearly. But for the likes of my parents, I'm thinking, hang on a second, we need to make sure they have the opportunity to continue to live through this. According to Mr Toland, successful ageing is built on three pillars, high mental and physical functionality, low risk of disease and engagement in life. And Mr Toland says it's the engagement in life piece that's at most risk during COVID. Our thoughts are with all the elderly and vulnerable at this time and please remember to wash your hands and wear a face covering. And finally, with Halloween right around the corner, Our reporter Nikki Anderson spoke to the lady who founded Ireland's first bat hospital in Limerick. Yes, Cahill, Limerick has become the home to Ireland's first bat hospital. Wildlife lover, falconer and bat rehabilitator Susan Kerwin is the founder of the not-for-profit project. Susan has helped 130 bats since February this year and has taken in close to 400 calls from the public, vets and other rehabbers. Susan's love of bats grew when a few years ago, after receiving a cervical cancer diagnosis, she found herself suffering from insomnia. Unable to sleep and being a passionate wildlife lover, she would often go into her garden at night watching bats. Having that focus on them really took away a lot of the anxiety and mental health issues that she was dealing with. Following this, Susan joined Bat Conservation Ireland, undertaking training, workshops and getting more involved with surveying the animals locally. Before the hospital was built, Susan worked from a spare room in her house, but with the increasing rise in bats being admitted, she found it was impossible to work in the limited space. Earlier this year, Susan created the Bat Rehabilitation Ireland Facebook page to raise public awareness around the conservation of bats. The page has since been inundated with requests from families regarding roosting bats in attics and homes around Ireland. 
I know it's spooky season, but when I asked Susan about the fear of bats, she said the more people are educated, the more they understand. With everything going on, the fear is understandable. We've lived alongside bats all our lives. I think bats get a hard time, like other nocturnal animals, because we don't know what they're doing. They're related to the dark, and then they are seen as sinister. But the bats we have in Ireland are all insectivores, which means they only feed on insects. They are gentle, and they will try and avoid us, as we will try and avoid them. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Nikki. And thank you for joining us for our second Limerick Voice News podcast of this season. We hope you continue listening to us as we continue to give Limerick our voice. And remember, when Limerick speaks, we listen.